I am the stone that the builder refused. I am the visual, the inspiration that made ladies sing the blues. I'm the spark that makes your idea bright. The same spark that lights the dark so that you can know your love from your right. Hello everyone, welcome again to the Prudent Oromo podcast. A different form of idea sharing platform. I come just then to give a total of copy the Prudent Oromo podcast. Second time, the Oromo of Durafi of Boda Yad Johan Yad. I am the stone that the builder refused. I am the visual, the inspiration that made ladies sing the blues. I'm the spark that makes your idea bright. The same spark that lights the dark so that you can know your love from your right. I am the ballad in your box, the bullet in the gun, the inner glow that let you know to call your brother son. The story that just begun, the promise of what's to come. And I'm going to remain a soldier till the war is won. On CD number one of season one, I stopped on the first lesson, which was learn from the ancient and and the contemporary. Reflect on those who left behind so much experience and softened the path. Sagantan Tibet Kasizina Debre, Wae Dusine La Lufi, Huanura, Bernoni, Taka Bernotni, Tokofa Han, Futatamakab, Johan, Hambarechukabnu, Senadafi, Bekoms, Takahu, Bernota, Huachu Kabnu. Isan Debrenera, a Hayota Debrefi, is her Amayati. Hayoni Nifi, Gemesi Debre, one a Duchala is a Mayara, one a Rabrechu, who than the new to your Tanaf, Gemesi Debre, Mal Aketi Sedabre, is a Mayati, Walchinak Amne, Lalu Nureger. For uh, last time, the, the lesson was we have to learn from the uh, our ancient and the contemporaries and we have to do our comparison so through uh, an eye of an ancient we might be able actually to see a correct perspective which will lead us to actually the second lesson comes from the first continuously learning and studying the knowledge of the action of great men uh, this is if we only truly have a conviction in uh, restoring uh, the security and liberty to the community and to the Oromo people uh, whom if we neglect them uh, they will be uh, living continuously under struggle uh, without growing out of it but leading to actually generation grow into it therefore we have to take these things in a serious uh, consideration uh, which will lead us uh, to actually a key point uh, number two uh, it is a crucial where uh, we view politics in fact actually just because perspective is important when relating politics or political content or ideals in a society i will refer to some passage from uh, the prince written by nikolai machiavelli nor do i want to be reputed presumptuous if a man far from low and mean state dare to discuss and give a rules for the government of a republic for just as those who sketch landscapes place themselves down in the plain to consider the nature of mountains similarly to know well the nature of the people one needs to be the prudent leader and to know well the nature of the prudent one needs to be of the people so in leadership in politics rulers cannot be 
a best judge at everything. That's what the passage uh, talks about. Unless actually one has the best of perspective in every affairs due to a matter needs to be looked at at the distance of a higher position, which is one should look at it prudentially in a long run, in a clear way, immediate circle. So, when you are going to get a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a one is a diatamale, a tanafu, yard, hayole, dafi, mata gamesa, mata ilacha, dadakaban, gafa chukaba, the gifa chukaba, malifi, one tea san shirjete, one is the other, tarkudendu, hinjurtu, tanafu, namni gamesita, turata and gamesitoko, ilachasa, tansihasa, a hayota rafi, baka dadatera, baka irregach elo. Therefore, uh, rulers are uh, more exposed only to an immediate circles. Uh, they must seek different perspectives for from actually different uh, circumstances. Even when they are in different circumstances, they need different perspectives. And these perspectives have to come from actually uh, people who has the capacity to see things at distance or they have ability to analyze or see things where they lead or how they come about so what is the sad thing in here is that the social media is one of the ugliest place to seek for perspectives from because it is a place where one expresses any affairs from own personal perspective uh, without imagining the perspective of the others seek different perspective different information from outside your immediate circumstances seek information from a people around you and outside of your circle uh, for example if you are in the middle of a forest you cannot see trees that all around you and you get a good perspective from your immediate vicinity what is really around you yet someone from across or from higher place like a mountain of high where the forest you are in might have a different or better perspective on the long term than you are a better perspective on your path out better perspective of what is waiting for you outside of that forest uh, therefore perspectives are very important from where politics viewed in decision making in fact this key lesson uh, number two is perspective especially correct perspective is important when viewing politics and it is a part of knowledge to have a key point number three it is a very complex it comes from a very mixed principalities there are uh, an oromo looking kind of government what resembles at least our uh, situation uh, because it is a complex it is a mixed principalities now oromos and ethiopias and oromo actually in the midst of so much complex situation right now that it cannot make a clear decision for itself uh, so it will be repeating uh, mistakes and the mistake uh, oromo people okay uh, forced to make by social movement leaders are actually they not sustainable it says uh, a wrong information without any adequate preparation and uh, uh, people make a mistake when uh, demagogies actually speak of politics and uh, create a social uprise when they they don't have a place the system that actually in case if anything endangers that movement 
and the system, the mechanism they built will run that struggle. Beside that, also the people, people accepting any leaders without making a serious assessment actually endangers the society itself. As if one has a belief with conviction in one's ideology and that ideology was actually anti those people and become at the same time in charge of the same people actually who oppose that ideology that in, endangers the people but the people themselves made a mistake like recently the social movement of Oromo people uh, created actually in a variety way how mistakes can be made uh, without being aware of whom they are interested power uh, with or whom they are negotiating uh, regarding politics or power with or whom are negotiating for the peace of the people they represent about this uh, is mentioned in a, in some passage this is that men willing change their lord in in the belief that they will fare better this belief makes them take up an arm against him in which they are deceived because they see later by experience that they have done worse there was a discussion about during the apartheid time how south africans going to create a peaceful transition from the apartheid system and from that from the fear of what the conflict or people bring with vengeance was actually measured is going to be a, a loss of a lot of lives and people fear there will be a lot of blood in a city of south africans because of the abolishment of the apartheid people go on rage for revenge and they have to gather intellectuals to make a, a decision how they go about and the decision was everybody every intellectuals came together and these are very prudential intellectuals and they came together they came up with the solution to make the apartheid system actually it is a criminal and to make it stand on trial then the people who participated in a system they will be a victim of the system however to rectify and to make them free of that guilt they have to confess how they participate and what they have done in a system. So what happened in Ethiopia is the leaders that now in position of uh, authority, they have believed in the same system and people actually, the uprisings was against the same system and everybody who were in a system and people who are in power. Now, just because the person possess some type of deceiving way of speaking a language, uh, showing a culture, and then shown actually a, a pseudo identification of a person's a biological father's this and biological father's that without any confirmation or actually studying the person's political stand. The Oromo people made a mistake and uh, their struggle now actually they assumed they will fare better. There was some type of hope and excitement, even though there was some people who are aware of this. Actually, there was some fear. And now that thing blow back on Oromo people. And now the outcome and what they desire became 
the opposite of actually what was proposed before. So the deception is Oromo was the, the, the deception that actually trapped Oromo people, making them pay the price that for the same man who they cheered for and made a messiah, now actually he became a tyrannical leader to the country itself. So they cannot really blame anybody but themselves because this is their, they fought for the person and they actually caused the person to get in power. I will get to it another lesson, which is actually if a person, anybody in industry or by any means, is responsible to for one success there is a chance that that person is ruined because you are called the enabler so people assume they will be better if that man is in office and the majority believed and uh, many among all also they are uh, getting you know along with it they might get something some profit out of it i mean that's why in america we vote for a republican or democrat to get something out of it they promise you something everybody promises you something and uh, that's why some people are just follow whatever uh, wherever their appetite is and that's also we have that dilemma as we have aroma of appetite they have no substance or they have no loyalty or nationality uh, they just uh, maybe they like something or they are just a people of interest there is a reason why people have uh, the board chooses a, a new ceo uh, they they just think they will be better with that ceo in a company but when the what they want is not delivered the, the in a way they want to and people rise against the person uh, to fight them back because that's not what they expect because higher expectation just to crush them for one must assess one um, you know oneself before the hand out of the power and they give before they give you power there they should be some kind of meritorious test of the individual's goals characters and uh, how trustworthy the man is which is they gave it to him and uh, that that was a mistake and led to pick up you know an arm against him right now because now he's doing what his ideology is and what he desires uh, he's not gonna give them what they want no one more scorned than someone who believe that they will be treated better and they are not, you know, that's a bad relationship. Uh, high expectation, and just like I said, high expectation uh, crushes soon, uh, you know, hate and willing actually to go to war against this person. And we should have not be in this uh, predicament if we really studied and assess uh, any individual that actually says self-anointed intellectuals and leaders are everywhere, and that is a crisis. So the point, key point number four is uh, following the third and actually in a little bit and reverse that follow from another natural and ordinary necessity requires that um, must always one must always offend those over whom he becomes a ruler they, they have to there is a reason why uh, since Oromo is always a, a, a kingmaker not uh, aware whom they are making uh, their leader or you know except as a leader known how to use them and uh, since Oromo is not only uh, a maker but make himself known very loud because they will figure you out with the, you speak you know we don't have a platform or a culture that actually we have to discuss our private in private uh, public arena and public arena so we're supposed to have some type, type of decorum uh, how we conduct ourselves in handling our politics and those affairs are incredibly uh, hurting us therefore they will be now eaten by every 
every person that helped uh, achieve his power. Who cannot keep as a friend, in, uh, but they, they're not going to be satisfied. They're going to be unsatisfied herders. Power cannot uh, satisfy Oromo in the more they presume because their, their assumption is always this person is ours, he's going to help us, he's going to be just. Uh, that is the assumption. Uh, Oromo lives on assumption all the time uh, and it cannot be. In reality, is, it cannot be based on assumption. Reality must be uh, based on uh, actually reality itself. There's shared experience. There's a way to look at uh, things than how it's supposed to be, how it should be. Now, these leaders are in position because Oromo may did them a favor and yet they don't they don't feel they are uh, obligated to Oromo people as if somebody is a, a, as a reason for you to gain a power at least you should feel obligated to those people uh, but what historically been done to Oromo people is in fact you know it's the worst is that Oromo is only a people who you know leaders uh, and the enemies use strong medicine against uh, because Oromo will still believe Ethiopia and it is politics are indispensable because that's what they want you to do. You push a person and you get into a power and that person, what is he going to think of you? And he's going to expect that you are, he knows that person, you are expecting something from that person. And if that person would not give you what is expected from him, you have still a capacity or you are able to bring that person to replace. Actually, because you are a threat, if you are a threat, actually, you have to be eliminated. And that's how it goes. That's that's just the nature of uh, the, the nature of politics and that's how uh, the world will see it except the Oromo people so the key point is study who you you know who you want as a leader before you make a mistake and you know uh, pick up an arm and uh, greatly allow others to dictate and offend you at any given time because the power still resides with the one whom with the one with the authority until Oromo believe the ultimate power resides with them and this cycle will continue key point number five is learning before once being defeated it is indeed true that when a people or a country that have rebelled are later acquired for the second time they are lost with great difficulties because the lord seizing the opportunity offered by rebellion it is less hesitant to secure himself by punishing the offenders exposing suspect and providing for himself in the weakest spot. What this means is that learn before you lose or defeated or overthrown because most of us learn our lesson before we are beaten. Hope someone will teach him a lesson. This example, people will say that, and that means is somebody will give him a lesson. Means is that and no one, nobody haven't figured it out any soon yet. That's why people will say like, I hope somebody will teach him a lesson because they haven't figured it out yet. That's why anyone should learn a lesson where they were weak. Where do they need to be back up their supports and how do they need actually to act in order to keep their position. And learn your lesson first. Do things that are necessary to keep secure your position and maintain. And that is actually a key point. We have to learn before we are defeated. The reason we are, I'm saying this is actually this is a lesson that's taken from the book. And uh, there is a reason for it. 
the reason I brought this lesson up is because Oromo been keep saying Ayofudin Waboda for a uh, very long, very long time, as, uh, as far as I know. And a lot of people know this term also because there are leaders, uh, uh, country leaders that transition from one type of government to another type of government, but maintained in a very difficult way to Oromo people to rise as a human and actually to be equal with everybody on the land. And every every time there is an opportunity to seize and we keep getting uh, defeated because of there is a people they use against us our own people so we're supposed to be mindful of uh, those people we are we're supposed to be mindful of uh, politics and we should know a lot of things about ourselves and how we came about to this condition and uh, circumstances it's, uh, because uh, we're not learning our lesson uh, throughout time and uh, we don't do due diligence we don't we don't prepare we don't ask for a question we, we don't investigate uh, we don't keep our secrets we don't discuss things in an in intellectual level we don't explore uh, ideas we don't scrutinize uh, what really took place uh, histories what really happened to our predecessors or what they have done actually to maintain uh, certain names and actually the idea of resisting the oppression and resisting actually takes the, the extinction of identity itself and we have to look at all these things so the sixth point that i wanted to make is how oromo can be only caressed or eliminated because we have many generals we have many intellectuals who work in a higher government and a higher maximum uh, security workplaces for Haile Selassie time or time even before that it's uh, people like governor Taji themselves they, they're not easy people they are theorists themselves they just don't have nationalism they are a people of interest and uh, this is how we become some of us caressed and the rest the threat the one that's actually a threat to the state uh, I, is eliminated uh, this one of uh, major strategy the our adversary uses actually to maintain and again the enterprise they build actually this is the, their enterprise is not uh, it's not the land that they are born on or it's not theirs it's just kind of they don't have cosmological right over it and uh, nobody can argue that actually they the so-called the pseudo-ethiopian actually own oromo people and we'll come to that uh, how that came about but this day it is their enterprise it was and still based on how you know french lost milan the first time and uh, that's what they they did to us and then how turk themselves actually maintained greek for 800 years they, they used the same method uh, but french lost milan to italy because italy came back with a different political ideal actually to gain it is it is power the first uh, natural difficulty caused oromo to rebel and uh, exposed <laughs> themselves were a weakness and uh, suspects uh, it's been ex exploited what i'm trying to say in here is first when we resisted when or oromo people our predecessors or people of struggle or even activists uh, when they showed uh, resistance and uh, that is natural you know that's the the first natural that shows our adversary there is actually people who resist and uh, that will expose that will expose them actually their ideal will expose them uh, their attitude will expose them it's their own people of interest who would like 
to uh, you know have their own honey from uh, adversary all this will ex uh, expose uh, those people who are considered to be actually to the people they struggle for they are a people of freedom however to the people they fight against they are actually a troublemakers which is some Oromo even don't even like them because they are troublemakers they, they just wanted to be making their money with their enemy they don't care because of uh, appetites they have for interests and that is this naturally we resist oppression and that will expose us that will show our enemy our weakness because Oromo never uh, has done it uh, even though they are, we have sabotaged the people who created such platform and manifestos and a way to struggle they gave us a cause to struggle for and actually those people uh, has been sabotaged which is our come to it how they are sabotaged and the second cause the one must do is that to maintain the acquisition eliminate the bloodline of a, a rulership and intellect uh, for which their old condition are maintained for them in other things this is Oromo lived massive land what is today called Ethiopia and with the massive population and uh, with the it is own culture and it is own language and it has its own civilization and it has its own political languages however uh, those things are only the language maintained for their own communication in a cultural way and to maintain this culture and it was not allowed to pass beyond that uh, the other thing is we are aristocratic by merits Oromo is aristocratic by merit and uh, it is a meritorious selection but a person is prepared through a cycle of gather uh, to become to join a human race to become responsible and cautious and uh, somebody who sustains a community or family but these bloodlines this created uh, uh, principalities because everybody has his own nobilities among the tribe that's how Oromo lives until today and many places especially out of the city these things are uh, known in norm but now systematically are getting actually uh, eliminated but this bloodline of leadership and nobility intentionally was destroyed and replaced by the people who actually maintain they are a retainer of the the colonizers they become of the colonizer yes, against the Oromo people themselves. That's why they eliminate the, the bloodline of the leadership and the intellectuals because the, the Oromo there are maintainers. Every Oromo family, everybody has a responsibility because that is actually our temperament. The Oromo people temperament is a culture, a language and a nobility and the, and the oral civilization we have live in virtual life. And one that the bloodline of their ancient rulership uh, will be eliminated because now we don't have those nobilities among us they are very rare even if they are they're not going to expose themselves or the other one also they eliminate the people who knew uh, the history who knew uh, what to speak about or not so once they eliminate those people uh, with the bloodline and with the intellect the other thing that they have to do is because that will allow them, even if they are desperate in language and a custom it is a difficult forum but it will allow them actually to settle with army they have the quickest to hold to hold the Oromo people down. They have the quickest and greatest remedy for it. And so which is the remedies would be to acquire it. They have to live amongst Oromo people. And that's that's the settlement that they have. They don't have a real settlement in Oromo landers except 
that historical settlement and a people who came to maintain a feudalship or rulership over the Oromo people. They have to live among us. They did not breed, they did not came from there, they, they, they don't have a temperament of that land. What they own is actually, so what created uh, the feudal, uh, feudalism actually came from that because everybody acquired a range of Oromo people and they're not a lot of them. They just have a power and position to settle among Oromo people. They're, they're everywhere, uh, where, wherever uh, Oromo is, there are a few families that remained there and they still maintain those lands, which is now they start having problems because of uh, the social dilemma, and the social movement and the new generations and the, the new problem that arises actually to jeopardize Oromo people's identity. So the remedy was actually quickest way is to acquire us. They have to live among us in person. You know, this would make the, the whatever they possess more secure and more lasting like Turkey did in Greek for 800 years without changing those people. But the people who oppressed Oromo people that took away Oromo people's intellect, knowledge, actually Oromo people cannot be exposed to a knowledge whatsoever at all to maintain, to be maintained control uh, like a savage. And uh, most people who are actually killed are very, very intellectuals and elite uh, religious leaders and uh, people of uh, literacy and mathematics. Those are the people actually that the, the leftover of those are the, the contemporary, the ancients are brilliant ones, but our the, our contemporary actually showed us the way of the ancient one. So the savagery and the massacre and that is actually to make uh, the Oromo people submit, become a colony who are not costly anymore, who are more faithful to Ethiopianism, uh, less offensive, and those who are offended cannot do or harm anything since we are dis uh, dispersed, uh, as uh, we said. And those bloodline who can actually resist, they don't exist anymore, they are eliminated and that's what happened. For this has to be noticed that man should be arrested or eliminated. That's their theory. That's what they believe in. What is that? Like Malcolm, Malcolm X said, they make you a house nigger and a field nigger. That is what took place. And that's exactly what happened to also Oromo people. And Oromo people don't know still doing the same thing. You ask them why Oromo must be either caressed or eliminated. They'll tell you because they avenge themselves for slight offenses. So they cannot do for the grave ones. So the offense one doesn't, they are weak. They, they cannot offend us. Uh, uh, if they are uh, they are offending us, we are among them actually. They cannot do nothing to us. They, they made us feel inferior. We can't do nothing to them. That's why they have some of us close to them because they have understood our spirits and they understood how much we fear them. They understood how much we respect them and they also understood even if we are angry and we are afraid to harm human beings, creatures or anything because that's not our temperament. No, Ethiopian government allowed that any elites to be staying with them in, in authority unless they have a great use uh, use for them. But they are made to feel they do not want to, you know, to revenge themselves. They they made to believe, uh, you know, in nationalism. They cannot actually retaliate against the system. And some people discussed actually, can we just change it, make it fair? And how can you make it fair when there is no consent and when it's, there's no uh, mutual consent or there's no organization or there's no 
social awareness of uh, what some leaders try to change. And so first, society and the, the community need to be aware of what kind of ideas are uh, flowing around. That should be actually a priority as how much the people are awake and how much they are aware. That will help or actually preparation for any good thing or bad thing bound to happen uh, among the community or the society. Group of people in Oromia who are elevated and coerced as a loyalist, the ideal of one person or just a presumed abuse or the Ethiopian government still. They believe it is indispensable, superior of others, or it is, you know, it is interest. They, they have an interest of their own. A middle way, there is no public consent that, you know, those people are actually deserve to go back and uh, partake with the government against Oromo people uh, without the consent of the Oromo people themselves. For now, I will stop on uh, just a key point of number six, which is since Oromo is made to believe to inferiority uh, by nature, they tend to have a resentment and want us to uh, revenge, which is that's how they see us uh, for petty you know, mistreatment uh, because it cannot avenge for a big one. The good one, the one who is not a threat to the state must be coerced. I think that's the their the ideology because they choose the person who's not a threat to the state and that the rest who are deemed to be the threat of the state they are a threat to the state actually they must be eliminated and that's what happened to people like Bakala Garbas and Johar Muhammad they outshined the master and they become a threat actually to a personal interest and uh, we don't know how to help them unless we create a serious discussion and how to go about what is more uh, practical for Oromo readiness. How are we gonna not only wait for people in prison to come out, but if they come out, what are they going to come out to? They're just gonna come out with the people without a leader, without uh, no preparation, uh, in a disarray, or a people who are organized and they start looking at things uh, prudentially and actually who are struggling or striving to create uh, a leader from among yourself by organizing itself and actually having a serious discussion on creating by creating its own serious platform where it can have that serious discussion that it's about to have or it must have this lesson with Balchas and Haile Selassie's story I mean by now a lot of people heard of it they heard of it but it is too late when they heard of it the lesson was there to begin with and it's been happening and we should have learned from our defeats of many time our their deceit and their deception of many time and uh, i'll close this lesson with uh, from balcha and Hylas lasse a story written in the new york bestseller book uh, titled the 48 laws of power the author is uh, robert green he, he written a lot of the power of deception and uh, the power of seduction and he has written also a lot of psychological and emotional book however in this book he has a story of this is how to acquire positions anyway the four laws of power is the, the the title of the book is actually until four laws of power means uh, 48 ways how to gain to acquire a, a princedom or a power uh, pretty much the lessons are taken from the same resources uh, which is uh, from ancient that's how they produce these things because the informations are out there in ancient time and uh, to sum up what the story all about let's just make a short story between the early 1900s and 1920s Ethiopian government they still had in, in crisis because of there's no still uh, stable unities because they came together one time and that was uh, to fight the, the invaders of uh, foreigns they came together after that what took place is a little bit uh, complex yet everybody is positioning himself for a power between these there is I'll, let's say they only discuss about actually one person's story 
but a man with deception he has killed many oromo generals that is actually in resistance against him uh, there is a story that actually my parents remember some oromo people remember he used to send actually assassin to uh, somalia when actually the oromo struggle in the oromo language actually uh, about to start the language of resistance itself there are people who are assassinated by his army and spies in somali landes uh, which is on, on a beach there are there are people who can tell us the story if we get a chance we will interview them so he has killed many generals but what became the most famous one is the one with the balcha the story has with the balcha because i less physically considered very small he's a, a bit smarter than many of them when he was invited he gave him a condition i come with this condition the condition is to leave half of his army in south and then to come with the half an army and meet him in finfinne so they met at evening on a banquet they discussed balcha gave a warning to his army and not to actually consume food with the poison to test it or whatever or not to drink a liquor now they fail to agree thus since balcha has an army he has to live in a dawn when he is living ailaslasi already has surrendered uh, surrounded ailaslasi army already surrounded uh, balcha's army in the south but when balcha is living finfinne halfway down also was surrounded and then balcha gave an sincere advice to everybody what he says was do not ever trust never ever trust the rest Rastafarians. He did not say Rastafari. He generalized a society, a group of people. Do not, do not ever trust because they creep like a mouse. And when they have it, they crush with the jaw of a lion. This is what happened in many cases to Oromo leader. And I have a story, and which is some might find it witty, some might find it. But I've been telling this story since I heard of it from my childhood. It's about a fox. Most Oromo they name their kid uh, with the actually this uh, aggressive animal, or they call them fox you know now a lion will invite all the animal kingdom to for a banquet every animal came to actually participate on this banquet except the fox fox came at the end of the day but you know in evening but when he came he stood way farther under a tree a shade start looking at the lion's cave and suddenly the lion will come out and sees fox standing there and oh fox you here aren't you hungry why don't you come here that was the approach of the lion and the fox responded of course i am here and i'm hungry uh, but i have a question you know and i see all these footprints is going in and I don't see none of them coming out and I might be the dinner and because of it is actually a wits and a sharpness and the fox saved itself actually from a dinner of the line and that is Oromo's story it's anybody's story and that's what Oromo is if you need to quote a book and we can quote him a book uh, who's a lion who's not and uh, he is just he is a, a plankton certain leaders two Ethiopian leaders are a plankton a tree that came with the actually a flood of other water and we should not be afraid of them and Oromo should not feel it is inferior we're going to learn our lesson and we're going to look at the pointers we're going to look at discussions in a, in a private manner and actually in fact we're going to succeed in these things and uh, we hope we will go forward again and again and again even if we have to lose a thousand times we will be prepared and go back again for to lose one thousand one time and that is being persistent however our being organized our being actually having a due diligence of what we do
do and being practical and then deal with not abstract but with the reality of Oromo palate. We have to be concerned about the Oromo people first and that is the life we want to preserve. That is the identity we want to preserve to preserve the other. And the other's life is contingent upon the existence of the Oromo people. Oromo people should not forget who is inferior, who is superior. And what makes Oromo also superior is not only it is virtue, also what it owns. Cosmologic, it is cosmological right for the land it has, for the resource it has. And a disproportionality would not work on that land as long as the Oromo people try to unite, try to rationalize, try to actually make sense with the reasons and try to do the right thing for their own survival. Uh, again, uh, my name is uh, Abdul Hamid Abiyo. I thank you for listening to the Prudent Oromo podcast. I wish you all well, uh, God willing, until the next episode. Remnants with this. Peace through strength. Shut up, shut up, shut up.